What's your favorite movie, mom? It wasn't all that long ago that when my kids casually threw out that question, I seriously had no idea what I liked anymore. Because let's be honest, when was the last time someone asked what you liked anyway? And it wasn't just movies, but restaurants and vacation spots. And then I noticed my not knowing was showing up in nearly every key area of my life. And that bothered me. Why is it so hard for us as Christian women to name what matters? Spoiler alert, it's now easy, or at least easier, for me to name what matters because I'm using a faith-led life planning framework. And the secret to why it works is, well, I think I'll save that for the episode. So if you often, or even just sometimes, find it difficult to name what matters, stick around, because I'm sharing the five steps you can take today to know with confidence. Hey, busy girl, welcome to the Redeem Her Time podcast. Do you wish you were able to actually follow through on intentions and know where God wants you to focus? Do you find yourself looking up daily routines, time management, or life balance? Do you try to stick to your priorities, but find yourself overwhelmed and overcommitted because you said yes yet again? That's not the life he intends for you. Hey, I'm Lissa. Christian time management coach, priorities protector, and recovering to-do list girl. And I get it. I filled my plate with all the things and felt stretched too thin and only half present. I wanted to say no without the guilt so I could be available for what mattered most. But I felt like I didn't have enough time, energy, or self-discipline to make it all happen. Then God led me to manage my time with faith as a foundation. On this podcast, you'll discover how to know what he's called you to, make the best use of your time and overcome distractions so you can be more present and lovingly say no. It's time to give your best time and attention to what matters in this season and in light of eternity. Grab something to sip and open up your heart and calendar. I'm about to show you how to redeem your time with God at the center of it all. You ready? Hey friend. Are you noticing some shifts in your thinking patterns about your time and where those distractions are really coming from after listening to the last two episodes? Before we go any further, I have to be honest and admit something to you. I set you up. I plan to address the big three in a row, AKA the three main issues women have that get in the way of making the best use of their time, not knowing where their time is actually going not recognizing distractions are actually rooted inside and not being able to name what matters in this season and in light of eternity. I know, I know those three biggies can overrun your life if you're not careful or aware. Why does this happen? Because it's easy to just let time pass you by while you're busy and distracted doing all the things the world throws at you and not even realizing it. And then you wonder where it all went and what you had to show for it. But friends don't let friends waste time. And since we've been hanging out here for a while, we're friends, right? So if you've ever struggled with any of the big three or all the above, know that you are not alone. How do I know? Because I was once there too. I used to wake up with little to no plan for where my day would go and then spend it reacting to whatever came my way and falling in bed exhausted only to get up and do it all over again. I used to blame everyone and everything else for getting in my way. My hubby, my kids, my responsibilities, whatever seemed to throw me off track. When all along, those distractions 
really were mostly inside me. And I used to have no idea what mattered, whether that was the movie I liked or the purpose God had given me to live out and just kept spinning my wheels, doing more, but coming up empty in my spirit. When I look back, I can see it so clearly now. I wasted so much time, time I can't get back, especially with my kids when they were living under the roof. You see, I was the queen of just one more, just one more text, just one more email, just one more task, just one more chore. But the problem was those just one mores always turned into way more than I had planned and took away from what should have mattered more. If only I would have known how to name it and protect it. That's why when I hear students sharing small wins, it makes me feel like I'm helping someone else do what I wished I had done. Here's what one woman said about the time blocking portion of the redeem her time program. She said, it's not only good for me. It also helps my kids know what I will do at certain times of the day. They help keep boundaries because they are waiting for their pajama playtime and won't let things slosh over into their time. I can just picture her two little guys in PJs ready to play hard as soon as mama is done with that work block. And so she shuts her laptop, shuts the door in her office and goes and sits on the floor with toys scattered around and boys scampering with excitement. Ah, how I long for pajama playtime once again. And I wish that I had not let those one more things blur the lines and miss out on the time with what truly mattered. Here's the thing. A good time management plan will help with creating those time blocks of focus. But the framework that I teach my students is way different because it doesn't just focus on productivity, but on purposivity and our need as women and as creatures created with limits to fill up before we can pour out every single day. If you want more than just being productive around the temporary things for the time you have, I want to invite you to come experience the Redeem Her Time framework through the group coaching program that kicks off in just two days. Not only will you learn how to create those time blocks and protect them, but more importantly, you will know what should fill them because you've done the work to identify what matters in this season of your life and in light of eternity and no longer not know like me. In the framework you'll gain access to for a lifetime will serve you for a lifetime as well. Because as long as there's time and you're still living, you will want to make the best use of it to honor him now and into eternity. Am I right? So what do you have to lose? Except a lot of wasted time, energy and resources and missing out on what matters. And what do you have to gain besides getting your life back and intentionally using the opportunity to invest the gifts he's given you into the things that do matter. And to sweeten the offer, there's a flash sale going on for the next 48 hours. Grab 20% off at checkout with the code flash 20. And yes, you can share that code and this podcast with a friend. In fact, I'll generously thank you with money back in your pocket when you do. So want to learn more and grab a spot before the doors close, go to redeemhertime.com forward slash coaching and see all the details. Or you can reach out to me at lissa at redeemhertime.com if you have more questions. So you might be thinking, Lissa, what's purposivity? If you try to Google that word, undoubtedly spell check will try to change it to productivity. And for good reason, because I think I made it up. So let me give you my definition. Purposivity, a noun, 
the state or condition of being purposed, the act of living with purpose and on purpose with God. And in order to live with purpose, AKA purposivity, you need to be able to name what matters because that's what makes up your purpose. Without it, you might be productive, but all that productivity might not be in alignment with what God has planned for you. I'm sure I quoted this on a recent podcast, but it bears repeating now. And that is Ephesians 2.10. For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. And if it's true that he knows all of our days before even one of them comes to be, as Psalm 139 reminds us, then yes, he has big plans for you. The question is, do you know what matters that he's prepared for you to do for his kingdom in this season? No worries if the answer's no. That was me too. And today, I'm going to give you the five simple steps so you can start knowing. But before we get into that, I want to give you a warning. You are filling your time at every moment, whether you know it or not. It's true. I bet if you look back over your life, you'll see that every single second of it was filled with something, right? The question is, who or what was filling it? You, God, or someone else? Because if it wasn't you in partnership with God, everyone or everything else will. And their agendas are likely not in perfect alignment with yours and God's. Even your family and friends, your boss and coworkers, your neighbors and community, then there's social media and the culture we live in. Not that all of those are bad, but you got to remember every single one has their own priorities. So if you're constantly letting them fill your time, you'll keep spending a lot of time and energy and end up who knows where. That's why it's foundational to prayerfully name what matters to you. So two quick things I need to say before we get to the five steps. First, I hope that you know my heart by now that this is not a feel good self-help type of name what matters, but a with God intention. I don't do anything without him, at least not anymore. So when I'm asking the question, what matters most in this season, it's always related to his purpose for me in this season and in light of eternity. And here's where Psalm 37, four needs to be put in the right light instead of taken out of context, which says, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. That's not to say, tell God what you want and he will act like you're a genie in a bottle, but to delight in the things that delight his heart. And then your desires will be in alignment with his purpose and he will bring that to pass according to his will. And second, recognize that this naming what matters is often more challenging for us as women. At least I think it is, but I'm not a guy. So I guess I don't really know if they struggle to the same degree we do. Why is it so hard for us? I think it's because we have so many people and things demanding our attention all day long. Insert that list of people around you from earlier who want to fill your time. And we mistakenly think that by not bowing to their every request, we're being selfish, especially if it's to take time to think about ourselves. But here's the thing. God made you in his image to reflect him. And he gave you unique gifts and abilities to do that. So the more you continue making it about everyone and everything else, the less you are pouring out in the way he intended. And then no one and nothing gets the best of you, AKA him flowing through you. And then don't be surprised if one day you just burn out. That my friend is selfish. 
keeping your gifts to yourself. So can we agree? It's okay to give ourselves permission to tune out the voices of everyone around us for a bit and the voice inside us so we can listen to what he is saying and name what matters with God. Good. With the right heart. Now we can move on. So about those five steps, are you ready to jot these down? Number one, ask the question. The first step should go without saying, except we forget to pause, to get still, to ask, and to sit with the answer. I know that for me, the main reason I didn't know what mattered, whether in response to something that someone else asked or that stirring in my soul, was because I simply didn't ask. You know what they say, or at least what my Lunabar rapper said the other day, the answer to every question you don't ask is no. And I'd add, or I don't know. So the first step to stopping the cycle of not knowing what matters and then not doing what matters is to ask the question and be okay with sitting in the discomfort of not knowing until you do know. That may just take a few minutes because it's right under the surface, or it may take a few days or even longer. Either way, keep asking and keep sitting with it because it's not just enough to ask the question, what matters most? If you're like I was, it's tempting to take the easy way out with an, I don't know, and then move on. So here's what you say. Anytime you hear your hubby, kids, or even yourself give a cop-out answer. So if you did know, what would it be? What would you be glad you did or paid attention to one, three, or five years from now? And then be quiet. Chances are if you or they think about it for just a few seconds or minutes or days, you will come up with something. And it doesn't have to be perfect. It just needs to be something. Step two, write it down. Here's what you'll find. Once that first answer comes out, the others that are pent up deep inside now can flow out more easily. Give yourself time to think freely and write vividly to record them which is why the next step is to pick up a pen or pencil and your favorite pretty notebook so you can see it in front of you in your own handwriting. Here's where I'm going to go old school on you because there's something about seeing it in your own handwriting. And in this digital age, as you write, there's something that happens to connect your hand, your head, and your heart. And if you're still not sure where to start to name what matters, may I give you a suggestion? Use the eight key areas of life that we talk about here on the podcast. What matters most in your faith walk, in your family, in your friendships, in your service or work, in your stewardship, in your wellness, in your passions, and in your dwelling. If you need some more questions to get your thoughts rolling in each area, go back and listen to episode 94 with pen or pencil in hand, and I'll walk you through more specific questions. The key is to ask and then write it down. Because if you write it, you will see it and it will help you not forget it. Step number three, notice the pattern. Okay. Got some ideas out of your head and heart and down on paper. Good. Next, let's look carefully and curiously at what you wrote down. Now, do you see why I had you write it down in step two? What stands out to you? What do you notice? What do you notice that is in common? What answers have you given before? or thought about before that have come up again? What is it that others say about you or come to you for? What is it that you can't stop thinking about? What could you do all day long and come away energized? What has God been laying on your heart and mind for a while lately? 
How is it all connected? Usually what matters leaves a breadcrumb trail for you to follow because it's part of how God made you. Sometimes you'll discover a new revelation when you finally sit still enough and long enough until you have answers that resonate with you at a soul level. But I'm guessing what bubbles to the surface is something you've been pushing down for a while because you thought you didn't have enough time or talent or whatever else you think you needed. But guess what? God does. Similar ideas keep coming up for a reason. So lean into the pattern. Step number four, take a step. You've asked the question, written it down, notice the pattern. Now, how do you actually do something with what you know matters? You may have gotten to this step before, but you didn't move forward. So it got shoved back into the corner again, and you continued in the cycle of not knowing or not acting like you know. Chances are you've made excuses for why you can't, which probably include not having enough time. Because if it's a big dream that God has put on your heart, you may feel overwhelmed at it all and how in the world you'll ever have time to do it all. But here's what I found to be true over and over. You always have enough time for what truly matters, especially if you've eliminated what doesn't, which just freed up some time that you can invest in what does. So now that you know, what is the next step you will take? You don't have to know the whole path, but when you sense God impressing something on your heart, it won't do you any good to let it stop there. What's just the next step you can take? Perhaps all you can see is a baby step, and that's okay. In fact, that's perfect. Starting to move towards what matters confirms that you're headed in the right direction. And then once you take that first step, the next one gets clearer and easier Then the next and the next. And before you know it, you'll be well on your way there. But what if you've asked the question, written down ideas, tried to find a pattern and still aren't so sure? No worries. Stop. Pray. Then take a deep breath, take a step in a direction that seems like it could be possibly, and then notice how you feel. Perhaps the next step follows soon after, or maybe you can sense right away that something's off. So just take a step in a different direction. Sometimes you got to get off go to validate what you think matters. And step number five, review it often. Usually the things that truly matter don't go away very quickly. So revisit what you said mattered regularly to keep it top of mind and more importantly, top of heart. In fact, may I make a recommendation? Make it part of your weekly preview routine. Because when you're looking ahead at your week, if it still truly matters, you'll find a spot in your calendar for it. But if what you thought matters seemed like a distant memory already, perhaps you were just going off emotion, not conviction. Or if when the going gets tough, that great idea is out the window, then maybe it didn't really matter as much as you thought it did. Because things that truly matter from God don't go away quickly, if at all. Keep coming back to those things you wrote, noticed, and moved on to see if it still fits into your with God life plan. Take the time to reflect on it and to rewrite it, to make it even more clear and ask yourself what your next step would be. Because when you give yourself permission to come back often, you won't get too far off and push it off yet again. And why not find an accountability partner that you can share and review with too? It may not be your kids who are waiting for pajama playtime, and it may not even be your spouse who sometimes is a little too close. 
Find a friend who trusts the Lord and believes in you and wants to see you grow. In fact, challenge her by asking, hey, what matters for you in this season? And how can I support you in that? Then listen to her answer or sit with her till she knows. That way, you'll both have something to remind you of when you said what, what you said mattered when it gets buried under all the things yet again, and you have got someone to keep asking you the question, someone who will wait patiently for your answer. If you're looking for a someone like that, you should totally come join the Redeem Her Time group coaching program. I bet you'll find a like-minded friend there and I'll be on your team too. So got those five steps written down so you can see them and do them. Here they are again. Ask the question, write it down, notice the pattern, take a step and review it often. One of the most important reasons to name what matters is to name what doesn't. But by identifying what God is leading and you are longing to do helps you better separate that from what you think you should do or all the things you could do. Because isn't that what keeps us stuck as Christian women? We want to do it all because we think it all matters equally. But that plan or lack of a plan actually works against you in what truly matters gets buried in what doesn't. When you name what matters, it changes what you do. You think different, you feel different, you do different, you live different. Naming what matters with God keeps you moving towards his plan for your life, especially in the midst of a busy and distracting world that's trying to steer you the other way. Isn't that the way you want to live with intention with God? So friend, let's commit to naming what matters, not letting our excuses get in the way and separating it from what at the end of your life won't matter anymore anyway. That way, you won't waste your time on what doesn't last beyond this season or into eternity. Are you with me? Good. Let's invite him to be with us too. Dear Father, thank you that you are always with us. We confess that we are the ones that get distracted and walk the other way. We want to be in step with you, to trust that you have created us and that you have plans and a purpose for us to reflect your glory to the world around us. Keep us from getting stuck in our excuses or in the pattern of saying yes to it all or living by default and not intentionally saying yes to anything. Show the sweet sister what you have put in her that truly matters in this season. Give her confidence in you to ask the question, to write the answer, to notice the pattern, to take the step and to seek out support. And may she walk in the works you have prepared for her to live with purpose and intention. Thank you that you are always by our side to show us the way. Keep drawing us back when we get distracted and get off track. We love you and can't wait to see where you want to take us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Girl, I can't wait to hear what God stirs in your heart. So promise to share it with someone and me. Hop into our free Redeemer Time community where you'll find amazing Christian women who are there to cheer you on. Or... Go grab a spot in the Redeemer Time group coaching program because now there's less than 48 hours to grab the special pricing with that code FLASH20. I can't wait to see you on the inside. Thanks for joining me for this episode. And until next time, remember, you do have all the time you need to do what he has called you to in this season and in light of eternity. Follow his example to create a rightly ordered schedule and a rightly ordered heart because you are here for such a time as this. 
Hey, before you go, I pray this episode blessed you, challenged you, and moved you to take action. So, what was the one thing God showed you today? I'd love to hear. So would you take a minute to leave a review on Apple Podcasts? It makes my heart smile, and that way I know you're liking the show. And it helps other busy Christian women, just like you, find real-life answers too. Speaking of which, grab the link and share this with someone you know that's been praying for a breakthrough. And don't forget to come join the after party inside the Redeem Her Time community. We're not just about knowing, we're about doing, together. Head on over to redeemhertime.com to join the community, leave a question to be featured on the podcast, schedule a free 15-minute strategy session, or all the above. Of course, I'll drop the link in the show notes because I know you're a busy girl. Look carefully then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Ephesians 5, 15 through 16. I'll see you in a few days, friend. God bless.